Welcome back, my LLs, to another episode of the Lubari Real Estate Podcast. I am your host and owner, Jason Lubari Olds, and today I will be talking to you, well, actually, I'll be giving you 48 basic terms of real estate investing and real multifamily real estate investing, to be exact. So without further ado, here we go. So we're going to start off with accredited investor. Uh, an accredited investor is basically a person um, that syndicates apartments by satisfying one of the following income or net worth requirements. So you must have a annual income of $200,000 or $300,000 with a spouse or a net worth of one excuse me, a net worth of $1 million either by yourself or combined with a spouse. Acquisition fee. It's the upfront fee paid by the new buying partnership or the general partner for finding, evaluating, financing, and closing the investment. Usually, um, acquisition fees tend to be between 1% and 5% of the purchase price, depending on the size of the deal. Active investing. The finding of qualifying and closing on an apartment building using one's own capital and overseeing the business plan through its successful execution. Appreciation. An increase in the value of an asset over time. Simple as that. But there are two kinds of appreciation. There's natural appreciation, which is just, you know, over time, you know, because that's what you do. You buy real estate and you wait and it appreciates over time because it's an asset. It becomes more valuable. The second type of appreciation is forced appreciation, otherwise known as like value add. So when you add value to an asset, then it becomes worth more. Say like you redo the parking lot, you redo the roofs, you add washer and dryer um, units into the actual apartment unit, or you redo the pool, you know, and you do stuff like that to make it more beautiful and more attractive to uh, customers. Next, bad debt. And that is the amount of uncollected money owed by a tenant after move out. Uh, that's the uncollected money owed by a tenant after move out. So that's any unpaid rent or any unpaid fees or anything like that. Very simple. Break even occupancy. The occupancy rate required to cover all the expenses of a property. So if all your occupancy, if all your operating expenses are just enough to cover the debt, then that's breaking even. So if you have an occupancy of, let's say, 65%, and that is your number, that's just able to, you know, break even with all your expenses, then that is your break even occupancy. Next, we have bridge loan, otherwise known as short term debt. Um, that's a mortgage loan uh, used until a borrower secures permanent financing. So like Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. But uh, bridge loan is short term, usually three to five years. Capital expenditures, otherwise known as CapEx. So that would be the funds used by a company to acquire, upgrade, and maintain a property. Now, also remember that CapEx is only a one-time expense. It's not recurring, so you don't have to pay this monthly. It's only one-time expense. So let's say uh, a new roof. That is a one-time expense, okay? Next, we have cash flow. 
one of my favorites. That is the revenue remaining after all expenses. Now, when I say all expenses, I do mean that to include the debt service. But remember, the debt service is not taken out of your NOI. Just remember that. And we'll get to these terms later. The cash on cash return. And that is the rate of return based on the cash flow and the equity investment. Closing costs. The expenses over and above the purchase price of the property that buyers and sellers normally incur to complete a real estate transaction. So closing costs may include like something like attorney fees and, you know, like everything that happens at the at the closing table. Concessions, otherwise known as free stuff. So concessions are credits giving to offset rent, application fees, move-in fees, and any other costs incurred by the tenant, which are generally given in, which are generally given at move-in to entice tenants into signing a lease. Concessions can also include things like employee units. Now we have the debt service. The debt service is the annual mortgage amount paid to the lender, which includes principal and interest. It's basically just your mortgage, man. Now, very important one, debt service coverage ratio. And that is the ratio that is a measure of the cash flow available to pay the debt obligation, also referred to as DSCR or DCR. Now, um, banks usually tend to, you know, when they underwrite, they usually tend to like to see a DCSR of 1.25 or above. If your debt service is a one, which means that's your break even occupancy rate coming in right there, which means that you're breaking even when you're paying your debt. That means you don't have any cash flow after your debt service is paid. They're they're most likely not going to lend to you because they want to make sure that that asset is stable and able to perform. Next, we have depreciation, which is why a lot of millionaires and billionaires don't pay taxes. It's depreciation. Depreciation is a decrease or loss in value due to wear, age, or another cause. Distributions. Distributions are the limited partner's portion of the profits, which are sent on a monthly, quarterly, or annual basis at future or at, excuse me, not at future, at refinance or at the sale. Due diligence. The process of confirming what a property is as represented by the seller and is not subject to environmental or other problems. For apartment syndications, the general partner will perform due diligence to confirm their underwriting assumptions and business plan. Now, your due diligence period, I mean, it depends on how you have it in your LOI or your purchase and sales agreement. But that's typically the period where you go in and you walk the property, you bring in your contractors, that's where you have your estimates done, that's where you have your appraisal done, and that's where you find out everything that's wrong with the, with the asset that you're purchasing at the time. Now, this is the period where you really need to take your time and really dig deep, go through the numbers, go through the rent rolls, go through the T12s and everything, and find out as much as you can. And if you find something, let's just say, um, what is it, polypropylene pipes? Yeah, that might be a deal breaker. And if you don't find this out in your due diligence period and you end up closing on the property, then this could come back to bite you later. 
So remember, due diligence is very important. And also, don't forget that your property manager and your banks will also help you with, their due, with the due diligence because you're not the only one that's going to be you know, tied to this property after you close it. Everyone else is with you, okay? Next, earnest money. And that's a payment by the buyers that is a portion of the purchase price to indicate that the seller and their attention and their ability to carry out the sales contract. So basically your earnest money is just a deposit saying that you're serious about the property. And the good thing about earnest money is it goes towards the sales price. Next, economic occupancy rate. And that is the rate of paying tenants on the total possible revenue and actual revenue collected. Here's another important one. Effective gross income or the EGI. Now this is a true positive cash flow, also referred to as EGI, total income or total revenue. Now this is the gross potential income minus the revenue loss from any vacancy, bad debt or concessions. So this is like um, very, put in very simple terms, this is the income that the property produces before the expenses are taken out. Equity investment. This is the upfront cost for purchasing a property. For apartment syndications, this could include, you know, the down payment of the mortgage, closing costs, financing fees, operating account funding, and fees paid to the general partners for putting the deal together. Next, number another very important one is your exit strategy. And this is the general partner's plan of action for selling the apartment at the conclusion of the business plan. And it doesn't just have to be a sale. Sale is just one exit. You can also do a 1031 exchange or you can refinance. And speaking of general partners, that's our next term. General partner, otherwise known as the GP. And that is an owner of a partnership who, is, who has unlimited liability. A general partner is usually a managing partner and is active in the day-to-day -day operations of the business. In apartment syndications, the general partner is also referred to as a sponsor or syndicator and is responsible for managing the entire apartment project from start to finish. Next off, we have our guarantee fee. And that is a fee paid to a loan guarantor at closing for signing and guaranteeing the loan. The standard guarantee fee is about half of a percent and it could range all the way to 5% depending on the size of the deal and how the deal is structured. Next we have our holding period and simply it's just the amount of time that the general partner plans on owning the apartment you know from uh, purchase to sale. And that, that just depends on you know like what your business plan is honestly because you could have a business plan that states your holding period is three to five years. So you could go five to seven or you could go from seven to 10. It all depends. Next, we have interest rate. The amount charged by a lender to borrow for the use of their funds. I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys are accustomed to that, you know. Interest rates, we have that on a lot of things. Cars, houses, loans, other stuff. Next, we have lease. A formal agreement contract between a landlord and a tenant for occupying an apartment unit for a specific time at a specific price with specified terms. Next up, we have another very important one, 
is called letter of intent, otherwise known as the LOI. Now, the letter of intent is a non-binding agreement created by a buyer with their proposed purchase terms. Now, submitting the LOI is pretty much one of the first things you do when you are you know, looking for an apartment. If a property is up for sale, you submit the LOI, and then the owners are gonna choose between all the buyers that submitted their LOIs who go to the next round, which is known as the best and final round. After the best and final round, they choose who they want to award the contract to, and then you go on to a purchase and sales agreement. Next, we have our limited partner. Once again, another important term here. Now, a limited partner is a partner whose liability is limited to the extent of their share of ownership, also referred to as an LP. In apartment syndications, the LP is the passive investor who funds the portion of, of the equity investment. Market rents. The rent amount a willing landlord might reasonably expect to receive and a willing tenant might reasonably expect to pay for tenancy, which is based on the rent charged at similar apartment communities in the area. And next up, we probably have the biggest and most important term here in apartment investing. It's the net operating income, otherwise known as the NOI. The NOI is all the revenue from the property uh, for example, the effective gross income minus the operating expenses. Notice, as I said previously, this does not include the debt service. You subtract the debt service after the operating expenses. Next, we have operating agreement, a document that outlines the responsibilities and ownership percentages for the general and limited partners in an apartment syndication. Operating expenses. The cost of running and maintaining the property and its grounds for an apartment syndications. The operating expenses are usually broken down into the following categories. Payroll, maintenance, repairs, contract services, make ready, advertising and marketing, administrative, utilities, management fees, taxes, insurance, and reserves. Passive investing. Placing one's own capital into an apartment that is managed entirely by a general partner. Now, if you are a passive investor, that makes you an LP, a limited partner. Next, we have permanent agency loan. Now, a permanent agency loan is a long-term loan that is secured by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. A typical, um, a typical long-term agency debt is usually three, five, seven, ten, or twelve or more years amortized over up to, over a period of up to thirty years. And that's the good debt. That's the debt that you want to have. That's the second immutable law of apartment investing: acquire long-term debt. Physical occupancy rate. Now, physical op occupancy rate is, a is the portion of occupied units. So it's just basically simple. If you have 100 units and you have 90 of them occupied, then your physical occupancy rate is 90%. Prepayment penalty. 
A prepayment penalty is a clause in a mortgage contract stating that a penalty will be assessed if the mortgage is paid down or paid off within a certain period. Now, um, when it comes to single family, you don't see a lot of this. Um, but when it comes to multifamily, a lot of banks do not want you to pay the loan off prematurely. And if you do, they will give you a fine. They will give you a fee. But, you know, it's not a bad thing to pay it off on time when it comes to apartment investing because then you get to enjoy the cash flow. Next, we have pro forma. The pro forma is a projected budget with itemized line items for the revenue and expenses for the next 12 months to five years, depending on how it's broken down. Next, we have the profit and loss statement, otherwise known as the T12. T12 stands for trailing 12 or trailing 12 months. Now, this is a document or a spreadsheet containing detailed information about the revenue and expenses of a property over the last 12 months. And usually it's broken down by month. Next, we have property and neighborhood classes. This is just a simple ranking system of A, B, C, and D assigned to a property uh, and neighborhood based on, the based on the variety of factors. So A is the good stuff. That's the newest, that's the shiniest stuff. And then as you go down, it gets, you know, gradually less, uh, how do we say, pretty, I guess. It, either way, class D is not the nice stuff. Class D is, is, D is for dirt, all right? D is for dirty. That's all the dirty stuff. But let me tell you something. That dirty stuff, it cash flows. Next, we have property management fee. And that is an ongoing monthly fee paid to the property management company for managing the day-to-day -day operations of the property. Now, um, as a general partner, your job is to going to be to manage the property manager. You want to make sure that they are stopped, that they are on top of everything and taking care of the property like they're supposed to. And that's your job to make sure that they're doing their job. Because if they're not doing their job, then that means that something's getting overmissed, something's being stolen from you, and the property is just not being looked after. And if the property is not being looked after, that means it's going to lose money. And if it loses money, that means your investor lose money, and that means you lose money too. And rule number one of investing in general is don't lose money. Next, we have refinance. Refinancing is the replacing of an existing debt obligation with another debt obligation with different terms. And refinancing is, as I said before, is also another exit strategy. So if your um, business plan is coming to an end and your loan is coming due, you can either sell 1031 or refinance. With refinance, it's a non-taxable event and you can also pull cash out. So you can return your investors money and keep the property and keep cash flowing. Next, we have rent roll. Now, the rent roll is a document or spreadsheet containing detailed information on each of the units at the apartment community, including the unit number, the unit type, square footage, tenant name, market rent, actual rent, deposit amount, move-in date, lease start and lease end dates, and the tenant balance. Sophisticated investor. The sophisticated investor is a person who is deemed to have sufficient experience 
and knowledge to weigh the risk and merits of an investment opportunity. Now, an, a, a sophisticated investor can be an LP or a sophisticated investor can be a GP. It just means that you have enough wherewithal to know what you're getting into. Subject property. The subject property is the apartment the general partner intends on purchasing. So it's just the property that you're looking at purchasing. Simple as that. Underwriting. Very important. Underwriting is a process of financially evaluating an apartment community to determine the projected returns and an offer price. And that includes going through all the numbers, all the spreadsheets, all the T12s, the rent rolls, and doing your math and really doing your homework on the property because you really want to know what you're getting into when you're buying these things. You want to make sure that it's a good deal and that it cash flows and that it returns money to your investors. Next, we have vacancy rate. And the vacancy rate is a portion of unoccupied units. It's just the reverse side of occupancy. So let's use the same example that we used earlier. So if you have 100 units and 90 of them are occupied, which means you have a occupancy rate of 90%. You flip that on its head and you have 10 units that are empty, which means your vacancy rate is 10%. And the last term that I have for you guys today is value add property. Now, value add property is a stabilized apartment community with an economic occupancy rate above 85% and an opportunity to be improved by adding value, which means making improvements to the operations and the physical property through exterior and interior renovations. And this will increase the income and or decrease the expenses. So those are the 48 terms that I have for you guys today. So now we go to my favorite part of the podcast, which is what real estate can buy you. And... For me today, um, another one I want to talk to you guys about is very simple and very near and dear to my heart. And this one is peace of mind. That way I can relax knowing everything is taken care of. I don't have to work long hours and I can just, you know, be myself and do what I want to do. And I don't have to stress about anything. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. <laughs> peace of mind. And with that being said, my LLs, thank you tuning in to another episode of the Lubari Real Estate Podcast. Quote of the day, guys. Nothing great is created suddenly. And I want you guys to have a wonderful and blessed day. Shoot for the moon. And if you miss, you'll still land among the stars. And we will see you next Tuesday. Mm -hmm.